You weren't made to stand still. You were made to move forward. You have potential to be more than you could ever imagine. It's going to take guts, moxie, grit, and a boldness that only comes with a determination to change the way you think today so you can be better tomorrow. This is The Rival Podcast. Welcome back to The Rival Podcast. I am your host, Ken Platt, and it's my deepest desire for each person listening to this to face down your greatest rival, and that is yourself. This is a podcast about self-discovery, awareness, and the reinvention of yourself into the person that you're meant to be. That being said, it would mean so much to me if you would take some time today to go over to Google or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Please review, subscribe, throw some stars on there. Tell people what you think of this podcast. Your feedback helps to move this podcast to the top of the pile so more and more people can hear this message. Another way you can show your love and support is to head on over to patreon.com backslash the rival podcast. Patreon's a site where you can financially support the content and the mission of this podcast. If you sign on to be a patron, you'll have access to a monthly guide that's going to help you take the steps in conquering your rival. I do want to throw out a special thank you to Kelly and Lori for being my first two subscribers. You guys are awesome and thank you so much for your support. So today I want to talk about the roles that we play in life. While we're creating a vision, which is what we talked about in our last podcast, while we're creating a vision for the lives that we want to live, it's really important to include the different roles that we play in life. It's easy when we start looking at the roles that we play in life to get overwhelmed by them. I mean, there's so many of them. Some of us take on many different, and we wear many different hats. Maybe you're both a parent and a spouse and a coworker, and like you have different things that different roles that you play at your job. I know as a pastor, um, people joke around that as a pastor of a small church, I am the tech guy and I am the musician and I am the preacher. And so I get it when it, when we start talking about the different roles we play, it's a really easy to get overwhelmed by the number of things that we have to do. And sometimes the number of things that are expected of us. And so as we look at Uh, roles, it's important for us to say, all right, what is my vision for each role? How do I look at the roles that I play and say, all right, how will I execute those roles in a way that is meaningful, in a way that takes shape and takes purpose? Because when we're overwhelmed by the number of roles that we have going on, it's hard for us to really effectively play that out because we get mixed up, we get nervous, we we feel like we're failing in one, so we don't know if we're going to succeed in another. Uh, But when we create vision, it helps to, to provide clarity for each one of those roles. One of the most prominent places that we think about uh, the word role would be in a movie or in a play. Uh, something I learned when I was younger and I was I, I did some stage work is I was taught by, um, by my high school uh, performing arts teacher. He said, you know, like when you take on the role of a character, you don't pretend to be that character, but you become that character. And so basically, I would abandon every other part of myself to throw myself completely into becoming that character. And so we don't pretend that we're acting in a certain way or just kind of, uh, this is what I'm doing today. But we say, you know what, I'm all in on this because I know who I'm supposed to be in this particular role. So one of the questions you have to answer is, what are the roles that you're playing on the stage of life? So like we said before, you you could be playing a parent, you could be playing uh, a spouse, there's roles that go along with that spouse, there's vision that goes along with being, being a good spouse, like loving and understanding and trusting and caring. 
There's roles that go along with being a good friend, someone who can be counted on. But when you look into things more specifically, uh, one of the things that I do is that, that, that I'm a kids CrossFit coach. And so when I think about my role as the kids CrossFit coach, like who do I want to be in regards to training these kids in physical fitness? And one of the things that I want to be is I want to be a coach that they look up to. And so when I say that, when I say that that's my vision for that role, I want to be a coach that they look up to, then I, that's going to affect how I personally train. That's going to affect how I treat them, how I care for them, how I train them, how I tell them to do something. Um, but also I think about this is, is a, a few weeks ago, some of the kids that I train were actually, there's something called the CrossFit Open and they were there. And one of the kids that was there was actually my son. And my son was watching me throw my full effort into this. And I could hear him yelling, come on, dad, go, dad. And in that moment, I realized that one of my roles is to say, I have to show him. I have to give him an example. And so my vision, if, if I want something for my kid, then I have to say, all right, my vision for me is to be someone that he looks up to. So I have to throw myself completely into it. And so it made me work all the harder because I had a beautiful moment of clarity there. It wasn't that I was trying to prove to my kid that I was strong or anything like that. But in that, in that moment, what I, was, what, I, what I was thinking is as my role as a dad, as my, my role as his fitness coach, because he comes to the CrossFit classes that I teach, that I realized that in that role, I have to show him how to do it. And so I am... I am going to be the coach that they look to, look up to, and I'm going to be the one that gives them vision. And so that those are two vision statements that I have for me in my role as a coach. I think about there's this great poem that was written by Walt Whitman in the 1860s, and it was and it was made famous really, really. I mean, it was already famous because Walt Whitman's a famous poem poet, but. Um, the movie Dead Poets Society, Robin Williams says this to this group of boys, and it's such an inspiring, inspiring movie. Um, and then they took the, the audio from Robin Williams speaking some of this poem, and they slapped it onto an iPad commercial a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, it was just such an inspiring commercial. Uh, but aside from commercialism and stuff like that, I just wanted to read this poem to you today. And it says this, the, the poem's called Oh Me, Oh Life by Walt Whitman. And he says this, O me, O life, of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, of myself forever reproaching myself for who more foolish than I and who more faithless, of eyes that vainly crave the light, of the objects mean, of the struggle ever renewed, of the poor results of all of the plodding and sordid crowds that I see around me, of the empty and useless years of the rest, and the rest me intertwined. The question, oh me, so sad, so recurring. What good amid these, oh me, oh life? answer that you are here that life exists and identity that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse if you dig into this poem and you and you 
maybe rewind it and listen to it again, or if you look it up and and, and start to read through it uh, for yourself and, and start to roll through it. What Whitman is describing is the frustrating nature of the lives he sees around him, but it's not just the lives that he sees around him because Walt Whitman is also describing his rival. That one verse in there where he said, of myself forever reproaching myself for who more foolish than I and who more faithless. He's recognizing his own rival. This whole idea of, oh me, oh life, what is it? What good is my life? Now, what's crazy is, is that this was in the 1800s. This is in the 1860s. And since the 1860s, I mean, we've had incredible technological and psychological and medicinal advances, but yet we still struggle today to find meaning and purpose in our lives. We still tr- struggle today to find vision for the roles that we play and, it's, and we're overwhelmed by it. But if we would just step back for a second and start to establish some vision for our lives and the vision within the context of these roles, then we get the answer. And listen to the answer again. It's these last two verses of this, of this poem that are so awesome. That you are here. That life exists and identity. That the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. You see, the stage of your life has been set. You've actually been placed in it. You've been lovingly created. And you're put where you are for a reason. And the beauty of this journey, the beauty of facing the rival, is that as the stage of life is set, you get to determine the roles that you play. And as you determine the roles that you play and the roles that you've been given, you get to decide how you live out those roles. So how are you going to do it? What are you going to do within the context of those roles? When we establish our vision in the roles, we then contribute a verse to the play of life. We make a mark. You make a mark. Every time you make a mark on this reality, every time you make a mark on this life, you shut down the rival that is trying to take you out of the game. And you become the person you were meant to be. When your kid looks up to you and says, yeah, you know that maybe today they won't appreciate the discipline you give them. But in 20 years, they'll look back and see that you contributed the verse to their life. That the discipline that you gave them was the best thing for them. That the work that you did was good work. It was meaningful work. It was something that helped contribute. When you establish vision in the roles, you contribute a verse. So listen to that last answer by Walt Whitman again. What good amid these, O me, O life? And the answer is that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. Be brave, be strong, and be courageous, and go and face your rival. Thank you so much, Aim, so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you all real soon.